this episode, I discuss the most used skill in Pathfinder, Perception. Now, in my opinion, the next most used skill is Knowledge. The Knowledge skill, or skill group, is unlike Perception, though, in that it is actually 10 separate skills with the same mechanic. As such, I'm going to lump them together for our purposes today. The 10 Knowledge skills reflect your overall education in very specific fields. The 10 specific areas that knowledge covers are Arcana, Dungeoneering, Engineering, Geography, History, Local, Nature, Nobility, Planes, and Religion. But what exactly can these skills do for a character? The first purpose of a knowledge skill is to recall general knowledge in that subject area. For example, by using Knowledge Nature, you could possibly identify plants or animals. Or, with Knowledge Nobility, you may know proper etiquette when meeting with a noble. The more difficult or rare knowledge is, makes it harder to recall and therefore requires a higher role to succeed at. While this can certainly come in handy in certain situations, this is not the most used aspect of the Knowledge Skill Group. The second, and by far most used aspect of knowledge, is the ability to identify monsters and their abilities. The way this works is that each monster type is associated with a knowledge area. For example, aberrations could be identified with knowledge engineering and humanoids uh, identified using knowledge local. The more rare or powerful a monster is, the higher you will need to roll to properly identify the monster and its abilities. The last thing I have to say about knowledge is that Unlike perception, if you're not trained or have ranks in a specific knowledge skill, you cannot attempt to use it, with a few exceptions. Uh, first exception are bards. They gain an ability called bardic knowledge, which allows them to gain the ability to use knowledge untrained. The second exception is for very common information. For example, knowing who a local ruler may be, or knowing what a goblin is when you see it. Now before we get to this week's episode, I wanted to remind you guys of our new website, www.finalwordpodcast.com. We've just implemented a weekly question on the site. The first person to answer the question correctly will receive a shout out on the site and on the show the following week. Also, check us out on Instagram at finalwordpodcast and Twitter at Final Word PDCST for show updates. And as always, a special shout out to Sirenscape, who provides the epic sounds you hear each week. Look them up to make your games epic as well. Now, without further ado, on to Episode 8, Light of the Peregrine. Okay, so you guys finished off that choker or maybe was it the same one just sobered up we don't know i'm pretty sure we picked the first <laughs> yeah, i'm pretty sure I'm we sure know the other one died when an on keg bit it and burned it with its acid you could always go back really? and check if you if not you, right you know? now i imagine we'll be back there at some point in time so okay. maybe that someone will find that gruesome <laughs> scene speaking of going back i feel like the poltergeist isn't totally taken care of but we can't deal with that right now. No, you know, I showed him what's for. <laughs> okay, you guys continue on through through the wood. It's uh, starting to get a little past noon by this point. Um, plenty of daylight left. And uh, you, what are you guys doing as you're traveling anyway? <laughs> Uh, well, I assume that I'm tickling Mr. Friendly Pig's little belly uh, and, and saying sweet things to him. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Friendly Mr. Pig? How you doing? Isn't it a nice day? Oh, you're a good pig. I imagine the board just, like, stares at you. <laughs> One eye. <laughs> Not you. Juliana. <laughs> Sorry. What a good pig friend. I'll never let you go. Willacoy is taking in the local um, flora. And she's, like, admiring all of the uh, new tree types that she's never seen. I feel like Zornia would kind of have her head on a pivot, just 
looking every which way, kind of kind of excited and just energized about exploring somewhere new, um, but maybe kind of trying to keep an eye out if there's anything off in the distance that might be explorable at some point in time. And Epirus is walking forward. <laughs> Carrying my good thing. Yeah, and she's just going to um, occasionally, and especially when she can feel something happening behind her, uh, whip the pig around to the other side, and if she happens to clock someone in the process, that's fine. <laughs> there, Mr. Swimming Pig. Aren't you having a fun time today? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, about uh, two, an hour and a half or to two hours after you encountered the choker, you start to see an unusual swath of uh, ground ahead of you. A section of ground approximately 10 feet wide crossing your path looks as if it is grooved, covered with minute depressions and trampled grass. A first impression suggests a path left by hundreds of thousands of insects marching in a tight formation, but none of the plants appear to be eaten or damaged. Where the strange trail intersects with obstacles, it either splits and goes around the obstacle like water or veers to avoid it entirely. I had better throw on the swarm suit. Yeah. <laughs> Although it swarm makes me very slow. <coughs> Can I do um, a knowledge nature? Does that help us? Knowledge yeah. nature? Yeah. Go ahead. And that is a 17. Nice. All right. Um, While at first thought you think it is um, insects, the general nature of it and the lack of the vegetation being disturbed kind of makes you think it's not any insect that you're aware of. I'll share that with everyone. Right. Take off the suit, Nimbliana. Can I also try to roll a knowledge nature? If you want, sure. I mean, so right there's ahead. more we can identify about these mm. this path, yeah. Sixteen. Yes, I got less than you, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much uh feel the same thing. Wait, this is some kind of bug that I've never seen before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are we on like a a solid flat area or are we on a slight slant of any sort? Um, It's mostly flat, but it does go up and down slightly. It's an extended area. Um, Looking like off in the distance either direction, does it seem like it's with the exception of going around rocks, does it seem like it's a straight line that this groove has done? Yes. Some big creature dragging its weight along, maybe? But it kind of, like, splits around rocks sometimes. Yeah, that's still some, like, swarm behavior. I'm leaving the suit on. (laughs) Um. Do we want to split up and some of us continue on and some of us follow the tracks? I don't know if we should follow the tracks. I'm perfectly fine with going to our settlement. Yeah, I'm worried if we continue along without finding what that thing is, then it's going to find us. I'd rather it find us than us go out of our way to find it. To find right. it. Can I like roll a That's perception to see if I what? see anything on the yeah. far yeah. edges we without going too far away? That's a non-natural 20. So you do realize the you got what seventeen you said sixteen sixteen and what fourteen fourteen twenties okay um you all realize that or see that the trail is not perfectly uniform in width uh but it is consistently about ten feet wide with some minor variations usually where the terrain is uneven um and all but Epirus pick up on that um, with close examination, there are tiny pointed impressions like the trail is formed by hundreds of stabs from small spikes. And Nimbliana and Zornia 
see that the trail was created by hundreds of creatures or objects rolled or rolling across the ground. Each is heavy enough to leave a slight impression, but not enough to flatten the ground. Hedgehogs. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like something this suit's going to protect me from. I don't know what, but... I'm going to meander along in my beefier outfit for now. How close are we to the... The creatures were, like, rolling to create the spikes in this path. We said creatures are objects. Or objects. It appears that it was created by them that were rolled or rolling... But there were tiny spikes. And because so many, it either happened so often or so many passed, that's why it's actually like a down, a depression of any sort. Mm-hmm. At first, it's just going to walk over it if possible. And as you look towards the both ends of the path, because you know they have no idea where it starts and where it ends, as it hits the more densely covered forest, you lose it. There seems to be no trail that you can see um, immediately on either end. Just on this bare area that it shows. So it's not any of the bug things we've seen so far. Can I just keep walking? Sure. That's what I do. Yep, I'll just let her take point and meander a good distance behind (laughs) my slow suit. (laughs) Walking around like the Michelin. (laughs) Barakoli's <laughs> at the same speed as you. So. Yeah, me and Barakoli. <laughs> okay, so um, you continue walking on and the path disappears and you don't see any more of them um, coming by. And after about uh, 45 minutes or so, you realize you're not going to see it. Do you want to take off the suit or do you want to leave it on? Um, <laughs> you're, you're a couple miles away from where. Yeah, I, I don't want to drag us down because I'm moving at like a third of my speed. I, I better take it off and just keep up with the rest of the group as I start okay. to fall behind. All right, so you continue on uh, after getting rid of the suit. Uh, you sit down and have a, a quick snack of uh, <clears throat> broccoli and carrots and <laughs> not broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> And uh, then you you continue on. Um, Do you guys talk about anything while you're walking? Or is it mostly just silent reverence of what you're seeing? How about that fancy swarm suit I've got, huh? Pretty stylish, isn't it? Um, At first, it's just going to have kind of side conversations with Mr. Pig. Um, But, like, totally serious. Like, nothing jokey or anything. It's like a total serious conversation about the life of a pig. Does she get any responses? Well, she hits it sometimes when it's its turn, and then it'll squeal. Okay. Otherwise, no. Okay. It's kind of like prompting, like, come on, your turn. You're lying. You and Mr. Pig have become fast friends, I can see. (laughs) He's our new favorite traveling companion. Ever since we lost poor Mr. Pickle Choker. Yeah, I'm sure he's still back there. We can call him that, right? Pickle Choker? Yeah, Pickle for short. Alright. Do the other Zornia and Willaquoia involve yourself in this? Um, (laughs) Julian and I have bonded with this pig. Not not so much. (laughs) Um, Two weirdos talking to a tied up pig. Willaquoia's kind of, you know, talking to Broccoli a little bit. About the trees and stuff nearby, but we're not really paying attention to their conversation so much. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah I feel like Zornia without <laughs> just walking along, kind of paying attention to those things, paying attention to the surroundings. Is kind of maybe every now and then she'll take the book from her hip and pop it open and write something, scratch a little note or something in it, close it, put it back. Right. Um, Does the path continue just straight ahead? Yeah, it's winding through... uh, So no, like, forks or anything? No, it's not really a path. It's just... um, Less dense. Yes, less dense. Um, And luckily you have the 
you you have the compasses because everything looks rather similar. You keep on checking the compasses as you're going uh, and just heading straight north because you know that's the way you need to go. Um, you can't hear or see the ocean anymore, but you're going by instinct that you need to go north unless you want to to head back towards the yeah, without a map or anything, I suppose we should just keep... And we got plenty of food now, so no good reason to turn back. Right. Um, so after about another uh, 40 minutes or so, you come across a brook. Um, and face down in this brook is a rather dirty and injured-looking person. Do they look alive? No. Okay, Ebris is just going to kind of call back to them and say, Hey guys, I found a bridge. It's so morbid. <laughs> Avert your eyes, Mr. Pig. You don't need to see this. You've seen too much carnage for one day. Are we going to try and identify this body? Yeah, Zornia will, seeing the body, will run up and... Is it in the water or is it near? The... It's in the water. Um, its head is underwater. She'll carefully, like, face down or face up? Face down. If a simple, will a simple roll remove it from the water? Or does it kind of, kind of take a drag? You kind of have to drag it out. Right, so she'll, Zornia will carefully drag and then, like, flip the body face up. Go ahead and roll for initiative. Uh, we should have used it as a bridge. <laughs> I have the worst initiative. Of, I got an eleven, which isn't horrible. I'm sitting on four. Yay! I had a good one. <laughs> Twenty-two. You have good initiative. So far. I go right back to her. Same number, but she's got a. Oh, wow. So. When you pull it out and roll it over, this is what you see. Oh. Ugh. And that the water was di- was covering something on its head. So and what it does has, it look like? Uh, it looks like it has something on its head that are tentacles. And uh, tentacles looking carefully, zombie. there are tentacles that are protruding from the body. What? <clears throat> so like a tentacle zombie. At various spaces, places, and uh, um, the flesh is rotting off of the uh, off of the main body. And um, unfortunately, like it's person? going to go ahead and try to attack. This is a surprise round. <laughs> So, Does it attack all of us or just Zornia? It's just going after Zornia. Um, oh no, why? Because I was literally right water. in front of it. So it was over here. The head was in the deeper water. Um, you guys are over here except for... And where were the rest of you? Were you still behind? Did you... I would say um, maybe a little diagonal because I was planning on walking over the body. I'm behind. Yeah, I imagine I didn't approach very close. Oh, sorry, I meant diagonal to Zornia. So, yeah. Okay, so the one of its arms swings out and tries to hit Zornia. And it definitely hits. We'll see if it crits. It does not crit. I guarantee you it does not crit. <laughs> um... And he rolled a natural twenty on the first one, and then I got an eight. What does so the crit mean? Critical <clears throat> is uh, like with the coup de gras, you deal extra damage. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. And sometimes get a little special. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. So it will instead only do eight damage. <laughs> yeah, that's no only, and. Um, on top of that, some of the tentacles lash out. Was, was it wielding a weapon or is it just like a slam attack? 
purchasing uh, edition. You said it used its arms. Yeah. Right? The, 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 yeah, the first one was like one of the arms swinging out, out at you. And uh, you see coming from the thing on its head two tentacles lash out at you. That one's not going to hit. And that one likely... Uh, 21? Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't have a four <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Actually, I do have a four elsewhere. I see your fours. Uh, three. And <laughs> it attempts to grab you with that. These tentacle things get so many more options. I don't like the tentacles. It is a 23. Okay, it grabs around your head with its tentacle, and you are grappled with it. Oh, no. No. Save bow and arrow, but that's never been that use. dangerous situation. What should I even try and do? Like, run over there and do something? Uh, Can I do that? Go and try to heal Zornia. But she, aren't you, like, actively grappled? Yeah, but that yeah. kind of means it can't. Um... I can heal her while she's yeah. Because like, it's like okay, I'll go do it, that. It could have like a tentacle around my 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 head, because that's the grapple. Like that leaves like my entire back. Because to heal me, all you have to do is just touch me. Yep. Well, that what will it do healing you when you're grappled by something uh, around it the gets head? My hit points back. I'm, oh, just I'm like at less than head. half. Yeah, because he lost. Okay, but it's not gonna like. Attack. It's not going to remove the tentacle monster from your head? No, no, unfortunately. But it will help, help me not fall unconscious. Okay, so I will go and run over to Zornia and, and try to heal you. And so for that one, you roll a d8. A d8? Two pyramid-shaped one. Yeah, two is yeah. eight. Perfect. We have somebody uh, <laughs> and uh, broccoli. Is this something that broccoli could smash off of Zornia? It could definitely smash the. Would it hurt Zornia too to try to smash? No, no melee attacks are pretty good at attacking. Je- if you were to try and shoot an arrow at it right now, it would I would take miss a anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've had great luck with that. Never. Maybe you should aim for Zornia. <laughs> oh, and then I roll a 20 yes. <laughs> critical <laughs> um, okay so Broccoli's moved over there and Broccoli's going to try and smash the tentacle monster off of Zornia's face <laughs> go ahead That's and roll to confirm oh, okay Okay. Um, 21 question is it, it is what's it aiming Hmm? Aiming for the, I'm I'm picturing this like an octopus. Is that kind of? It's got like an <laughs> octopus coming out of its head. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's a human, mostly. Oh, it's got like a headopus. So like Zoidberg. It's very Zoidbergy. Okay, and it's it's only grabbing so trying with to face tentacles. Well, I'm trying to go for its head. Okay, it's weird. And what'd you get? Uh, twenty one. Yeah, that's fine. So you don't you don't fumble. No fumble. And now you get to take your second shot. Oh, yeah, because that one technically just misses since you didn't fumble. 23. It hits. Do I damage? Yep. Plus two? Four. Four. Because you got that base attack bonus. Nine. Didn't know about before. You said you got a 23, right? Yes. Okay. Because it is hard. I should have told you this before. It is harder to hit the thing on its head. Um, but you hit it. <laughs> well. And how much did you get for damage? Uh, nine. <clears throat> nine. Yeah, yes. they're really tough smashes. Together, they're as good as a broadsword. <clears throat> okay, so it shudders a little bit as it's as it's hit, um, but it doesn't release uh, release Zornia. Mm. Zornia! Gonna try to break? Mm. Honestly, probably not. Yeah, what's your escape artist? Uh, non-existent. Okay. And your oh, CMB. No. Well, sorry. Escape artist would be plus three. Uh, CMB is only a plus one. Ouch. Um, 
So with it, where it's grappling me and it's like kind of in my face. Well, what knowledge would I could potentially try while this thing's got my face area grappled? Is it? I would go ahead and probably, judging by it, tentacliness. Tentacliness. <laughs> probably the engineering. The probably. Don't have that one. Um. Does that tentacliness <clears throat> and dungeoneering just mean it's kind of like monsterish? Is that what qualifies it as being something dun- under dungeoneering? Do I get to <clears throat> how? Yeah, it it's is. type of monster determines what type of uh, knowledge is needed. Like animals and plants are nature. Can whereas... I get the general sense that the thing? on its head that's kind of making the tentacles come out of the body in general acts kind of like a separate entity and is potentially controlling the body or is that something that Zornia would Do you have an arcana? Yeah. Go ahead and roll that one. 19. While you don't know much about what it is, you do feel like what is on top is a separate entity and it is actually animating this creature okay um since she zornia doesn't feel like she's strong enough to stop the grapple she's going to try to punch the head area with her cestus and then she takes a minus two two because she's grappled minus four as well to hit to aim for the head um yeah because you're taking a Shot of the harder thing to hit. Yes. And grapple. Ouch. No. Okay, so it is now the lower half's turn. (laughs) And. (laughs) Oh, that's right. And. uh, It is going to one track mine. Yep. Is the top half water based? Like, I mean, like an aquatic. Yeah. Yes. So that's why. That's why it was underwater. Oh, it was breathing underwater. I only took two damage from its tentacle. <clears throat> oh, cool. Curse. One of my character traits. Cool. If I understand it correctly. Oh. Well, will coil. You'll do. Yeah. Because no. it, the tentacle. The damage too. Oh, the tentacle also did damage. Uh, 12? Um, do I take what kind of grapple? Uh, you grapple, you get a minus 4 penalty to dex. Okay. So you minus 2 to your AC. You said 12? Yes. No. Okay. So it's swing and a miss. And now it's the top's turn. It's going to try to uh, maintain. That's of course. Pretty much like me. Uh, let's see. It's got plus nine plus another five. Fourteen. That means exactly. Oh. Yeah, it could hardly roll low enough. It has to be a one. It has to crit fail in order to fail. Um, so it maintains the grapple, and it still has one tentacle. To a, to a try to use against you. Well, it's a minus two. Because it's cra- it is also considered grapple. Is just... the whole body grappled even when it's using tentacles to grapple? I guess I don't see it. Well, this, this is yeah, the... if you are grappled, unless it says otherwise... Uh... Your whole body is grappled. Right. Why are there daggers? 16. Hit, because of my... Regardless, that's a hit, actually. Five on the die. So, you subtract whatever you need to. Maybe you're doing it wrong, but I'm pretty sure that I get the introduction of one. Epirus. You see this going on right in front of you. (laughs) Is this considered a monstrous humanoid? 
No. No. Aberration, probably. Okay. I... Is it smart to use a greatsword when they're... Yeah, I think sure. melee But is it, there's no, like... I don't Unless see you crit any fail, melee you shouldn't okay. to grapple. Then I'm going to greatsword... Where are you moving? Up. Here up or here? Up beside it, yeah. Here would you... It would provoke. Oh, um... Um... From the body. Right. The troop, it would potentially provoke if it chose. What would happen here. if I went up behind it? Is that also provoke? Uh, so because I'm passing through. Like all the way up to through. here? Yeah. So that like is water, too. So. Oh, yeah, that's all rough terrain. Yeah, I don't so think you have, you have enough move. movement to move around its attack of opportunity through the water. But you can go diagonal to it. Yeah, here. I'll just do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to uh, attack with greatsword with power going? attack. Excuse me? Body or head? Um... Um, I. It's minus four. Yeah, I'll go body the because then maybe where the head entity part is out of water, if the body falls, maybe it won't be so hard to hurt. Yeah, it can't move too fast without yeah, the body, right? We that's what I'm that thinking. So I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to try to go specifically for its legs. Hmm. And that. Oh, no, that was that's a 22 to hit. That hits. And that's a 12. Okay, so the bottom part falls to the ground. And you hear... Or, I mean, it doesn't make any noise, but you, you see it shudder. The, the top part. Is the top part still attached to me? Um, yes. So it, it's not really that it fell to the gr- You're being dragged down. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got a tent latched to you and a Not, not mechanically. You're just... Right. It's for the best. Yes. She okay, so Nimbliana. I'm going to go right up next to it, and uh, instead of trying to huck my net into melee combat, I'm going to wrap my net on it. I don't know the specific rules to use a net without throwing it, um, is this getting Zornia also? Yeah. My hope was to net just the tentacle monster, but I don't. Is that permissible while it's mid grapple? I don't want to. Uh, have it, to net you would have to net both. Have to net both. So I'm, I'm going to just take a swipe at the little tentacle creature with my sword then. Okay. If I can't see a way to net both of them. Still with a minus four. Yeah, minus four onto the little guy, and that's a net twenty. Um, so that makes for a total of 24. Okay, well, I mean, net 20 automatically hits. Oh, are we doing automatic connect with yep. that? So now, confirming crit, my long sword, I think its crit range is 20. Uh, and so that's a 14 to hit. Yeah, and, 14 to hit. And that's with oh, minus 4? 15, because I get my plus 1. Right. Oh no, at minus 4, that makes it um, only 11. Alright, uh, so you hit, but it's not a critical. Not a crit. Okay. Uh, doing my damage. That's eight, nine, because I've got these tentacles now. Nice. So it lets go of Zornia. Yes. And falls down with the rest of the body. And what, did you, what did you use to? Doesn't seem to I be doing much of anything. Uh, now that this little odd creature is subdued, can we get a closer examination of it? I'm a, I have a bit of knowledge of dungeoneering. What happens? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Thirteen. I'm gonna do mine also. So I guess I don't know that much about it. I have a twenty-three. Okay. Um, somehow, not sure where you picked this up. But uh, you realize that this is what is called an incutilis? Guys, this is an incutilis. Ah, the incutilis. Gross. And uh, <laughs> you know that it has these uh, tentacles that can drive into unconscious or helpless um, humanoids and turn them into zombies. So that's what it did with the body. It was. Did it have to be so... dead or alive or either? Sounds like it just has to be helpless. helpless. Also. So if it's asleep, right. and it's is this um, oh, what's it called? An inc- 
in Cutilus. In Cutilus. And the other um, and part of it, you there's a zombie. Yeah. So is the Incutilus dead <clears throat> at this point, or just it's unconscious? Evers is just going to look to the group and say, "So, do we want to kill this, or do we think it could be helpful?" I think it's dangerous to keep a <laughs> mind controlling tentacle monster around with us. She's just going to pout and say, "Well, we kept the pig." The pig <laughs> is a wonderful nature's ally. <laughs> And food. <laughs> and later food stuff. Zornia, uh, could I grab it? <laughs> For four? I was going to say, I say we kill it. Um, Zornia, okay, let me have it yours. roll a fortitude save. <laughs> Zornia does really not like this. Kill? It did not, she did not like that at all. <laughs> no. Evers is just going to point to the Zornia. body on the ground and look at Zornia and say, hey, that was almost you. <laughs> It's not all the way destroyed. Keep <laughs> at it. Let's just say Zerny keeps Zernia punching it till it punch. the thing on the head until it dies. Yeah, it's gonna take a few times because it keeps on rolling rocks. We can. We'll so that was five damage from that. It's gone. That one. <laughs> uh, can we identify this corpse? Does it have any? Uh, markings on it, you know, just so that we can look. Mm. If this were one of the villagers, we'd want to yeah. at least know if we could describe it. Um, yeah, that... Identifying features of the zombie. Tattoos, clothing type. Whatever we can get to. Can we also search it? Yeah, any anything any we can good do to find out who this might have been before it became a tentacle zombie. Doing alright there, buddy? <laughs> well, that's a heroin situation. It's dead, so I'm good. But you're, you're you're right to try to figure out who that might have been. It's it's hard to be a hundred percent positive, uh, but you're pretty sure that this is female, uh, dressed in outdoor garb, um, and lying right next to the stream is an axe. It's definitely uh, rusted because it's been sitting right next to a stream and uh, and whatnot. Not really usable, but I mean that's pretty much what you what you can get. Like a woodcutter's size axe, or like a little woodsman hatchet, tiny axe. Uh, woodcutters, okay. large axe. Mm. Okay, so well used. It's not super descriptive, but probably some type of lumber harvester person. Um, let's see if we got any spells to see if we can you know talk to this dead thing. Maybe learn a little bit about what it's doing out here. So maybe not. All right. Yep. That's all I've got to try and identify. It. No, nothing else on the body. No rings or insignia. Tattoos. No. Uh, the skin is is very degraded, um, rotting, and uh, you pretty much figure that reason it attacked you so voraciously is it needed a new host. Um, so is with these creatures. Um, do they cause the body to deteriorate any faster than it normally would? Or can we gauge how long this person's been dead? Uh, do you have a heal? Anyone have a heal check? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll a heal. You must have a 2. Everyone can do it. Uh, I only have a 10. I got a 12. 16. My roll is too low. Okay. Um, Willacoya figures that it's been a little... Uh, over a month. So that's pretty much the entirety of the other colony being here, right? Uh, the the, the entire colony has been there for over six months. Over six months, oh. But it wouldn't be someone from our party. Yeah, because we, we haven't our, been there. But it hasn't been there long enough for Yeah, so, so at least we can narrow it down that way. crew who was probably out trying to gather wood. And it does seem to coincide with how a lot of the places seem to have been empty for oh, yeah. three to four weeks. Yeah, right. about mm-hmm. as long as that other village was empty, this guy has been inhabited by a tent. This girl. And, this lady. And some of the bunks and stuff looked like someone, you know, had just gone out to do their day's work and expected to come back to the bunk. Someone's infesting these people with brain slugs. Um, just to be on, as thorough as possible, Zernia wants to just cast detect magic and just focus on the bodies to see if there's anything that 
may have been missed by Nibliana. Right. Um, you do that, and uh, there is a little bit of an aura coming from the uh, from the Incutilis itself, but it's quickly fading. And uh, there is absolutely no aura coming from the zombie, which is a little weird. Because zombies are normally magically created. Well, yeah, it used natural powers to make it into a little thrall. Um, how big is the water that's in front of us? Water is water. Uh, like, is it easily... It's, it's easily, yeah. It's, just like it's wide, but it, it's, it's not very deep. You'll get your feet wet, but... Uh, you, it's not even up to your knees, so okay. Um, even the shortest of you, and we can't see the ocean still. No. Okay. Given that and this, all you hear is the the bubbling brook stream. This was a uh, an actual colonist. We maybe we should bury this lady, yeah, because it's not really identifiable, and it it's not like a, a dead person who's probably someone's loved one rotting out in the woods. I don't know if we really got the time though. And it turns out I don't have a shovel. I thought I did. So maybe we're uh, not really. I think you left them back. Yeah. I, I think I, she I, said she kept one of them. Uh, where? Yeah, I don't know. I, in my bag? It's not a sense? foldable shovel. It's like Mary Poppins' purse. <laughs> it just can fit everything. All right. So. Uh, what, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to say no shovel. We'll grab, I'll grab that woodcutter's axe, though, just to show. Once we get back to the village to show people. <laughs> I'll just lash it onto myself wherever in my gear I can find space. Okay. Or. And it has the just. It has the broken condition. Yeah. So. Wait, what is this here? This is the broken axe that we oh, found okay. nearby. We could burn the body. That might actually, I mean... It'd be quicker. Yeah, and I don't want it to get reinfested, right? Yeah. You know, so maybe that would be worth it. Take a little bit of brush from around the area. It'd probably yeah. take a few minutes to collect a little debris and make a little pyre and, and burn this guy down. I, I I couldn't remember. I I was focused on thinking about something else. Um, did you mention like the axe? It's a broken. I'm guessing like hand axe. Uh, it's a woodcutter's axe. Woodcutter it's a full axe. sized axe. Okay. It's rusted beyond use at this point. So, but no markings that we could tell from it. No. Yeah, it's very plain. Um, but at least it's something to bring back to show yeah. the next town. I wonder if mending could fix it to its normal, original condition, and then maybe... It doesn't look like it has any insignia on it. Once we get back to a town, we might spend the time... Or they might even recognize, like, it might look plain to us, but they might recognize it from their inventory. Or if they knew someone went out and didn't come back. Right, exactly. They may know exactly who took it and went out and didn't see them again. So I'll just keep it handy until we find whoever this person knew before they became a tentacle zombie. Alright, Ebers is just going to say to the group, are we ready to continue on, or are we burning this body? I, I, I think we should just move on forward, you know, we don't really have that much time to spend. It's probably getting near dusk anyway. Probably yeah, it's about, it's about 4 o'clock. Yeah, agreed. <coughs> so we'll continue forward. Alright. Um, okay, so it's about 4 o'clock, and the trees are starting to thin out, and um, up in the distance, about 100 yards or so, you see the ocean again. Um, and if you were to continue walking straight north, you would have to swim. Um, to your left, as you get up to the water, it curves back towards the south. And uh, to your right... It continues in a north-easterly uh, direction. Which way do you guys go? Um, so we want to keep following. The, we don't want to double back to where we saw those tracks and stuff. We want to keep following the coastline uh, around the bend so that we don't end up having to swim through Tentacle Monster Swamp or something. That sounds good. <laughs> so northeast? Yeah, I, I, my directions are a little, but I think that would mean we... Go northeast yeah. along the coast around the bend. Right. Sounds good. Are you guys going to stick on the beach or more higher ground? 
Which I, mm. I kind of want to avoid the beach just to avoid more burrowing bugs and tentacle monsters. But, I mean, there's probably zombie so, things up along. Yeah. So, like, the if we're not on the beach, is it wooded? No, it's very sparse. Very much like Talmandor's bounty itself was. More open. So we but, can still see everything. It's kind of more like a plane. Yeah. It, it's raised up. Um, you so have maybe the, that would you be the beach better. and then it goes up about 30 feet. And you have... An, area of open expanse uh probably it varies but between 50 and 100 feet of open expanse once you get to that tabletop area so that you can clearly see and you'll still be inside of the ocean yeah let, i let's think a higher ground there right. and it might be easier than walking in the sand yeah there you go <clears throat> so you guys uh walk up there and you continue walking parallel to the beach uh, and the sun starts setting a little bit as it's getting you know five o'clock six o'clock um, when in the distance uh, on the water you think you see the peregrine wonderful sight of our destination as you get closer you realize that there's an there's a, another smaller boat that has landed up on the beach and when you get that close you realize that there's a few people standing outside or, or next to the boat uh, the ship's boat and as you make your way there you see Ramona with uh, four other people with her um Everest is gonna have her sword drawn <laughs> as she approaches <laughs> just in case Gotta show who's at this point after like zombies and whatever, you really can't be too sure. <laughs> be careful for zombie Ramonas, mm -hmm. zombie Ramonas. Well, um, as you arrive on the beach and Ramona sees you, she rises to her feet quickly to greet you. You're here, that's a relief. We had some unexpected problems, I'll tell you about it. But first, I'd like to hear your report on the colony. What did you discover? First, do Ramona or her friends have tentacle monsters sticking conspicuously out of their heads? Concussion. Mm, no, she's exactly as you <laughs> as you as uh, you left her. Maybe a little bit bit more perturbed and worried, um, but no more tentacles. No more tentacles. Uh, <laughs> it makes me question if she had them before. Just we left. the normal number of head tentacles. It's okay. all just I the same amount as before. Um. Okay, uh, you say you had problems? <laughs> I, I can't even imagine what that could have been. Um, the beach, the town, everything was a problem. <laughs> uh, okay. How do you mean exactly? What did you expect to be there? Well, I was hoping... I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> it wasn't there. <laughs> so the buildings are all gone? Well, I would have burned them, but they're still there. The people in them, not so much. Unless you count ghosts. There are a few missing doors. Minor detail. Well, you can replace <laughs> doors. I probably would have had to take you out myself if you had burned down the colony. Well, I would have probably just blamed it on someone else. Either way. No, <laughs> not good. Uh, monsters. Carrots. Uh... Wait, 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 Dead wait, wait, people. Wait, wait, go back. Monsters? Yeah. Carrots and monsters. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll get to the carrots in a second, but what do you mean by monsters? Uh, well, I mean, bugs and little kind of bigger bugs and <laughs> kind of these big human tentacle bug men. I, I don't know. At, at maybe, maybe someone else. May I? Yeah, go ahead, Zarnia. Um, Ramona, there were insect-like creatures known as onkegs in some of the gardens. Um, there was, I don't know what it was, but it was like a plant-like creature in some of the other gardens. Um, they were overgrown, but there were crops there. Um, all the buildings, for the most part, were are still entirely intact. A couple doors may have been kicked in. Um... 
there's a cockroach swarm in the food storehouse, but Nimbliana did manage to retrieve some food barrels from there quite bravely. Um, there was and potentially still is a poltergeist in the chapel. Um, we're not quite sure exactly what that's about. But we really showed him what for. And we buried the body. <laughs> not my choice. The body? <clears throat> there were, you found bodies? Well, it was like this moldy guy in a box. <laughs> it's not It's e- not a big e- thing. Epirus. <laughs> Sorry. Inside the chapel, hidden inside, we found the body of who we assumed to be the poltergeist. We laid him to rest, but he was the only human person we found in the entire colony. You said that there were crops. Carrots. <laughs> that and was a few about delicious it. Delicious plums. <laughs> and there were still food stores? Uh, one barrel of cockroach proofed food survived the ordeal. Two barrels of cockroach proofed food survived the ordeal. And some alcohol. And a little bit of booze survived our ordeal later that night. Well, I, given what you're saying, we'll give you a pass on that. <laughs> but did you find any clue what might have happened to the people other than the, the dead person? We did find some lists that may have indicated animosity between the crew. It seemed that maybe names got checked off, people killed. I don't know. Not good. Any sign of uh, of Governor Arkley? I believe he was the one who made that nefarious list. We found, I think, Epirus, you, you might have it, that note we found in the wallet under the, in the ground by the plum tree. Yes. It was written by Una. Okay, what did this note say exactly? Do you have, can I read it? Yeah, here. So she reads through it, um, looking about as perplexed as you guys did reading through it, not understanding exactly what could be going on, but a little bit worried that Governor Arkley is being cast in a, in a negative light. And you said you found a list. Do you possibly have that with you? Yeah, I think I'm carrying the list of names and I can hand that over to her. She looks at the list and from her bag she pulls out a book. Um, She opens it up and compares it to what she has in her book. Uh, This is exactly like the charter I have for this expedition. Where did you find this? I believe we found that one in the locked chest inside of the meeting hall? No. The the list of names we found up in the rafters. Oh, in the rafters of Arkley's home. Yes, kind of seeming to have been hidden there. This should be in a logbook uh, in the townhouse, the town hall. We found a logbook with missing pages, though I don't believe we kept the logbook itself. And where did you find that? Uh, that one was in the meeting hall. And did we also find uh, that silver compass in Arkley's home, or was that in the meeting hall as well? Remember, there um, was a few things in that chest. I think in the chest, it just had the logbook, but it had been magically marked on the back with a couple arcane marks that led us to a plum tree, which led us to... It led us to the note. The note. In Arkley's house somewhere, when we were looking through it, we found this old-looking compass watch-type timepiece, but it's, it has Aslanti symbols on it. So I don't know if it's something they found, or if it was Arkley's, or where it came from. I believe Willacoy is holding on to that. Well, I'm not sure exactly what Arkley brought with him, but... Items like this really are uh, kind of rare in uh, out, outside of this area, so I don't know what to make of that. Um, did you chase off the monsters? Are, are we safe going back? 
Yes, I believe so. We defeated a whole slew of them and checked the available buildings and fields. No, if it's safe to say that it's safe to go back, it's kind of, I mean... I did trap that cockroach swarm back in the storehouse, but I believe we removed everything of value from there first. I think we might be able to get rid of some cockroaches. You say that, but pesky little critters. It, it's that and the poltergeist that was in the chapel. I, I think we should consult with the clerics on board the boat to maybe have them help prepare us to make sure that has been properly cleansed. We did briefly speak with him, and he said that Arkley attacked him. And it, it was weird because he felt betrayed for some reason, but we didn't really get too far with that. He was a little upset with us. That is very disturbing to hear about Arkley. It's nothing like what I heard back in uh, Almus of the, of the man that was leading the first expedition. I don't want you to think it's all bad. There is some, I guess, silver linings. Um, you have, I want to say, three scarecrows in the town now, so you're welcome. We left it better than when we arrived, that's for sure. <clears throat> Were there any tools that we could repair the doors? And Oh, yeah, a bunch. There was a little bit, although some of the available nails and boards were used to fortify our sleeping location. Well... Given what you told me, that makes sense. Well, thank you for your report. Is there anything else that you think I should know right now? There was one other human that we found in the stream with that tentacle monster oh, stuck to its head. Zornia shudders. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of odd zombie-making tentacle creature. But we took we made quick work of it. But they had an axe, and it looked like maybe they were part of the previous crew. Oh yeah, that's we right. I can able hand to over the axe the, in case identify she can the identify person. It. No, we don't know who it was. We think it was female. Other than Arkley, I'm not a hundred percent sure of exactly who was on the previous um, expedition. Maybe we'll be able to find something when we get back to identify this person. But you said that there was a tentacle thing. Yes, some sort of strange creature attached itself to the poor woman's head and made her into some sort of zombie. And I think it tried to do the same to me. <laughs> well, that's quite disturbing. Um, I thought we were safe coming here. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, we can make it safe again. Thank you. Uh, now, I just want to... Keep you apprised of what has happened since we last saw you. Um, after we dropped you off and we saw you defeat whatever those things were in the water um, and land, we headed north and we had no problems until we entered this cove here. Then all of a sudden, we slowed down drastically. Um, there was plenty of wind in the sails, but we just were not moving. Um, even after we tried pulling out oars and having some of the sailors try to move the boat, it didn't improve our speed at all. We did have one of the sailors dive under the boat. He couldn't see anything, but it is a big boat. So we stayed in the cove for, uh, for a couple days. Um... And tensions are riding rather high. So I took the ship's boat uh, with these two soldiers and a couple sailors to try to find some additional food because we're definitely running low on, st uh, on stock on the ship. And I'm really glad to hear that there's stuff growing and that there's food um, at the colony, by any chance, did you find any wildlife that we might be able to, to to use? I see that you have something slung over your shoulder there, Epirus. Indeed. Is that we, a pig? We've secured a little pig friend. And a hoggle of bacon as well. Thank heavens for that. I hate to ask this of you guys after everything you've done so far, but I could really use your help. I'm kind of at my wit's end, both with what's happening on the boat and with the boat. If you guys will help me, I promise that you guys 
can choose any of the houses uh, in the Talmandor's bounty outside of the Palisades for yourself. You'll have first choice. What about the ones in the Palisade? You know, protected? Well, from what I've been told, there's only two houses in there. One of them is the governor's uh, house, which I will be relocating to. Very generous. And uh, so that I could be close to the town hall. Um, and the other one is meant for the the clergy and finding that all no one is there i think the two um, priests that we have would be able to make use of that space so that they're close to the chapel and in and if it is really haunted as you guys have mentioned i think it's safe that they not stay in the chapel itself that could be good thinking well i suppose a house is a luxurious gift to receive and since you guys have been very helpful if you promise to help uh, when we need it i think we can make some arrangements on daily duties uh, to lighten your load so that you guys don't necessarily have to um, to do all of the chores that everyone else will be doing if you promise if you are going to act as our problem solvers, if you will. Indeed, we do appear to be a bunch of problem solvers now that you mention it. <laughs> the dream team. <laughs> so do you th think you guys can help us? Question. Is there any bad way to solve a problem? <laughs> yes. Okay. Just wanted to clarify. We avoid think, using think... fire whenever we can. Well, I do have other elements, so okay. Nope, we're good. I make sure to push the little alchemist fire flasks back to where no one can see them. Broccoli shakes his foliage at Epirus. <laughs> we're just gonna pat him on where I assume his back is. Yeah, Give him a little tree nugget. You don't know where his back is. <laughs> <laughs> and then I might just hit him in the face. That's probably what you do. <laughs> this seems on fire. He smacks you back with a branch. <laughs> I think we're bonding. So you say you'd like us to get the ship moving, then? Is is that the idea here? Um, yeah. In its current state, we won't be able to make it back to Talmandor's bounty um, in anything less than three days. And we are getting really low on supplies. I don't know if, with this many people, if we would be able to um, to make it that long. Do you but, also have a list of names? Yes. Anyone I... you want to check off? Just in case? No, not, not in the way that I think you're, you're, you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just coming However, all directions of this problem. I have noticed that there are a few people on the boat that seem to be instigating the, the problems. When If you agree to help me, I would definitely be more than happy to share that with you so that we can resolve things hopefully before it comes to any violence oh yeah no no we got this I, leave it to me and and the dream team Master problem solved <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna like slowly sheath my sword <laughs> like it was never out <laughs> and i'm guessing since you seem relatively calm here that you haven't come across any dangerous fishmen or tentacle creatures <laughs> on your way ashore we haven't seen anything to be but to be honest we haven't been looking um we've been more worried about our situation than what's out there um but we will definitely keep an eye given your report so if you if you guys think you can help Let's get in the boat and head back to the Peregrine, and we'll see what we can do. Sounds like a plan, then? Sounds like a plan. Between the two problems, Ramona, which would you like addressed first? The immobile boat or the powder keg of people on it? 
I mean, that's completely up to you guys. It does seem to me that part of what's agitating the group is the situation with the boat. So that may be a place to start. Um, but since you may need to, you know, inquire with some of the crew as to what's going on with the boat, you may need to calm things down. So really, I'll leave it up to you guys. You guys do seem to know what you're doing uh, from what you've told me. So I'm going to go up front with uh, with the soldiers and the and the sailors and we'll worry about getting the boat back to the Peregrine. You guys go ahead and talk it out and decide what you want to do. Sounds good. All right. So I launch the boat and uh, start heading back. It's not a very long paddle, so have at it with any talking you want to do. So, guys, what what's the consensus? What do you think would be better to take care of? Calming the, I guess it's not the crew so much as the passengers and other colonists, or do we want to try to fix the boat? Why don't we? I'm I'm not gonna point fingers, but some of us are really good at talking things out. So maybe myself and someone else should go work with the crew, and a couple others will will check on the boat. Zorni just stares at Epris, slightly dumbfounded. <laughs> what do you guys think? Well, you and the tree have been mighty good conversationalists so far, so. Broccoli shakes his foliage at <laughs> nimbly. <laughs> uh, maybe this would actually be an appropriate time to split up. Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> My only concern is that if there is something dangerous in the water and we're not all as one group, would we be able to handle it properly? And then similar situation, would only a couple of us be able to handle the situation with the passengers. That's a fair call. And it's it's nighttime now, correct? Um, it's not quite. It's dusk. So the sun is starting to set. So we probably can't go and check under the boat or anything like that mm -hmm. until it gets at least a little light out. Um, unless somebody's got some useful magical implement to cast a lot of light. The sword only casts kind of a little... Um, to maybe handle the crew first. Yeah, so let's maybe try and calm that boat down at least until we can get a night's rest and then see if we can get the boat moving in the morning, perhaps. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You guys approach the Peregrine. There's a rope ladder hung over the side. Ramona holds it while you guys make your way up the, the ladder. And as you get up there, you do see exactly what she's talking about. There's a lot of bickering... Uh, people are pointing fingers. Uh, the crew is separated from the rest of them, um, but looking very nervous. They have their hands on their um, on their weapons, and tensions are definitely really high. And we'll get to it next week. Mm -hmm.